Hello, everyone. We hope you guys have had an amazing week so far. We want to thank you guys uh, for joining us for another episode of the Sunday Night Wind Down with My Dad Said No, hosted by your two favorite best friends, April and Nancy, coming to you live from L.A. to the Bay. Yeet! Yeah, like Nancy said, we, you know, we want to thank you guys for sticking with us um, and tuning in to another lovely episode. We are on our third episode, episode. Uh, coming in hot, coming in live. We're hoping to bring you guys um, some good content, working on some stuff, you know, to bring you guys some heart tugging stuff and also some stuff that's um, a little more funny. You guys get to hear our trials and tribulations thus far. Hope you guys laugh with us, laugh at us, hey. <laughs> at this point. At this point, honestly, we've done already laughed at ourselves enough. So <laughs> hey, what's the worst, huh? Right. Um, but we do want to bring you guys another uh heart tugging episode, I guess you could say. Kind of uh, healing kind of healing, healing episode, I yes. guess we could say. Uh me and Nancy thought a lot about what we went through, you know, especially how we were sharing with you guys about from the beginning and all the way till now. And I think one thing that's been a pattern in every story and, and everything that we've talked about is um, we are currently still working and going through the motions of forgiveness. So it's safe to say this episode is going to kind of go into depth about that topic. Yeah, I think it's, it's important to, <clears throat> excuse me, to move forward and and forgive not only yourself but others around you even though it might seem hard to at times but you know once you really forgive people you really let go and you really start to move forward mm-hmm. yep absolutely and I think the first part we want to get into is talking about <laughs> excuse me um forgiving the situation forgiving our I guess you could say our families and then you know the last part is just forgiving ourselves so I will say um, you know when we tend to think about forgiveness or forgiving others we don't tend to look at the bigger picture it's more like hey let me forgive uh, you know somebody stole five dollars from me or you know somebody uh, I don't know bumped me out of the way or something like that minimal something minimal it's pretty quick to just be like yeah you know what it is what it is forget about it but when the bigger situations happen I I don't think we too often find ourselves um doing it quickly enough I think we we'd like to evaluate the whole situation we let it linger on let it linger and then we just decide like what portions you're going to forgive instead of just like forgiving the whole situation it's like Mm -hmm. or it might be like a conditional thing where it's like oh maybe I'll forgive you for cursing at me but I'm not gonna forgive you for um walking out on me the way you did or whatever the situation could be um I know personally when I went through everything uh that I did with my mom's passing and how I had mentioned before um the motions that followed after was my dad getting involved with a another woman probably like a two months to three months after my mom had passed and he had like moved her in our home and I just really was like going through the motions and I I think I learned for the first time or began the process I should say of learning how to forgive uh, with my whole heart right that's something that took a lot out of me and and trust me it wasn't easy I learned about a lot of awful ways I had about me a lot of awful ways I had about myself 
Um, I learned that I, not easy to say, but I was very entitled with my love. I felt like he, you're my dad, so you should listen to me and you should do what I say and you should love me in this way. And I also felt very conditional with it. Like if you appease me and you do what I'm asking and you're following my rules, then yeah, I'm going to love you. And he stepped outside of those boundaries. So I felt like it was really hard for me to kind of reel it back in and just kind of be like, Hey dad, you know, I I love you no matter what you do. That wasn't the case at that time. Um, And of course the number one person you should have unconditional love for, I didn't at that time. I, I remember, um, I was doing a lot of self-help at that time. I remember I was seeking out like books, seeking out, I mean, I'm sure I freaking wore Nancy's ears down (laughs) talking about. That's what friends are for though. You listen. I mean, you know, and as a friend, we only know the outside situation, what you tell us. So of course I'm going to be biased and choose your side Yeah, because you know, you're my friend. Yeah, and I appreciate it. I appreciate your <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of people did go that route, and and um, I mean, I'll I'll touch back on that. You know, talking about the situation with people and friends and family. But uh, as I was saying, I was doing a lot of self help during that time, and I remember I read this book, and it's called. And I'm I'm gonna throw some culture on it. It's yeah. called Don Miguel Ruiz's Little Book of Wisdom, Ooh, and I have to say. <laughs> El Ruiz, and I had to <laughs> how to say it like that because uh, I tried to say it. Don Miguel Ruiz's little book of wisdom, and it just wasn't it rolling right. No, it didn't sound right. No. <laughs> <laughs> but there, in reading this book, um, it talks. I, I mean, not to get off topic, but it talks about different like totalic ways and stuff like that, and it's like a certain um, type of people, but. Anywho, there were two parts in the book that really, really stood out to me when I was kind of struggling with wrapping my mind around the situation. And the first part I remember was there was a portion in there that said, in shorter terms, it said, who am I to think that I know better than someone else's needs are? That is the deep. Yes. And the second part was, your whole past is simply a point of reference for the decisions you can make today. And I remember that that first part when it said, who am I to think I know better than someone else's needs are? And I was like, damn, you're right. (laughs) Uh Uh, For myself, you know, reflective point in that situation, I, I didn't think about that. You know, my dad one did fulfill his vows till death do him part and death did them part. And two, I didn't know the way that he healed versus the way that I healed. The way I healed was to sit in reminiscence, to sit in that place for a long time, to dwell on what happened and just kind of wanted to like linger in that moment for as long as I could. And his ways were more like, I need to move on. I need to keep it moving. I need to, you know, do what I got to do to, to keep my mind going. And, you know, that, that was his, basically his best friend he had lost. That was his, I mean, they, since, yeah. yeah, since they were like 16, 17, they had been together. So a, long time, a lifetime. You, well, yeah. You figure like almost 28 years or 23, right around 28, 23, right around there. But, um, you know, that I didn't think about that. I was just very selfishly thinking of things from my point of view and how I felt. So that for one, 
made me take a step back and just be like, Hey, you know what? I, I, um, it's not right. It's not right for me to tell you how you should heal. It's not right for me to tell you how to go about it. I mean, that would be like the equivalence of me telling Nancy, Hey, I know you went through what you went through, but this is how you should deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that seems selfish, you know? And I think at the time, like we don't realize because we're so involved in our feelings and, and we're kind of blinded to the way other people heal, um, which is selfish, but you know, at the same time, we are going through what we're going through. And I think that's something moving forward that both you and I have learned to acknowledge other people's feelings and know moving forward that they are valid, just like our feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And to touch back on the second part where uh, it had said, your whole past is simply a point of reference for the decisions you can make today. That part resonated in me because everything up until that point I had known, I was familiar with, you know, I knew how the story went. And, and now to sit here and think, man, this is really part of my past now. This is something that had already happened. It's, you know, I have to learn to let it go, but then I have to use that to make better decisions for my future. I have to learn how to, uh, I guess, I mean, yes, make better decisions for my future, but learn how to love people better in my future, learn how I'm going to treat others in my future, how I'm going to deal with trauma in my future. And I have to use my past as a point of reference I don't think that was something that in depth that I was thinking about at the time. I was more in the mourning state for myself, you know, mourning the woe is me type of lifestyle. Um, I mean, I'm sure all of you have been through that, you know, when you, especially when you're upset with somebody or you're working on forgiveness, it's more like, oh, poor me, pobrecita, you know, (laughs) me, myself. You're not necessarily trying to, one, put yourself in the other person's shoes, but two, uh, sit there and think about well, how can I better myself in that moment? I don't think those are things that really cross our minds at the time. I don't. I know for myself, that's not something I was. I wasn't thinking about others. I was only thinking about myself. Like, oh well, me. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I know it's like a lot to ask to think of others as you're going through something, but that's part of being human. You know, if we're not there for one another, then what are we doing? Right. Yep. Agreed. And um, I, on that, touching back to the self-help journey that I went through, um, I kind of went again, I, I had sought out getting, you know, help from a spiritual guide. And, and uh, when I spoke with her, she kind of simply put it to me in a way that was like, why do you allow someone else's choices to disturb the way you love and forgive you're more upset at where you are at where you are with yourself than you are with your dad and um she hit the nail on the hammer I was more irritated with where I was at that point more irritated that I wasn't more far along more irritated that I was still dwelling in my woes more irritated at you know the way that time didn't freeze for me instead of um, just kind of learning to adapt to everything, learning to adapt. And again, you know, I know it's not something that in a 
three month span that anybody can do, right? It's not something that hard. happens overnight. Mm-hmm. It it is. It, it was very hard, but at least start the thinking process. And I wasn't in that place, and and um, that kind of relays over into. I mean, we're not gonna we're not there at that portion yet, but relays over into self forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something later on I had to confront myself with, but we'll touch back on that again. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the important part, sorry not to cut you off, is that you seek help. So mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of us get stuck, where we just kind of think that we can do things on our own and um, we need help. I, I'm a person who, when I was going through my depression, my anxiety, I did not want to ask for help. excuse me, whether it be work-related, life-related, I didn't want to bother anybody. But you need to understand that to move forward, you need help. You need to seek help maybe from a therapist, uh, you know, a spirit guide. Talk to your friends because that's really the only way you're going to start healing is once you acknowledge the problem and start working through it. Mm Mm-hmm. You take that step of self-realization mm-hmm. and the first step, I mean, there's no, there's no in telling these stories and in talking about this certain subject of forgiveness, there is no like, this is what you do. This is what you, this is what you do, you know, to get better. There's no 12 there's, step course on, <laughs> <laughs> there is no alcoholic anonymous <laughs> course on how to uh, do this. And, and we're simply just sharing what we did to you know, work through it and and to become better versions of ourselves. Um, But as I had said, you know, it it wasn't until I had that conversation with with my spiritual guide that I realized that, man, I I was taking a lot of this weight upon myself and I was choosing to be negative and I was choosing to uh, draw draw this process and I was choosing to project hate and I was choosing to project all these things that were unnecessary for me um, it wasn't that until I kind of started to work within myself that I realized that I had to not only forgive me but then also forgive my family and I say that portion of forgiving my family because at one point um, with the situation it became like a dead end for me to even kind of relate to them. Everyone was kind of really opinionated about what they thought was right and how, you know, every, everybody's family mm-hmm. and especially his, his Hispanic families. families you know? <laughs> we know what's right. We, uh, yeah, we know what's right and what's right is right. And that's just it. But um, everybody thought they were right about, you know, how he should be moving on, how my dad should move on, how it should have been handled. Um, and I don't think out of any conversations with anybody, they ever one stopped me and was like, April, shut up, take a look at yourself, think about where you are instead of, mm-hmm. you know, bashing your father and two took a look at themselves and came from a point of view that was like, hey, you know what, maybe I haven't led such a perfect life either. You know, I've, I've done this, I've done that, you, you know, like giving me more of advice to come from a loving place. And that's not to say that my family is awful people or anything like that because they definitely were coming from a protective state over me I'm considering like I was the only child in my family my like immediate mom my dad and me they were coming from a very protective and loving place and I get it and I also will admit that there was times out of frustration that I would just vent to them and I would cry and I would say like just 
kind of awful things to just feel better about it. And now looking back, I know that that was the wrong way to handle it. Now I know that I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have uh, spoke before I thought. And, and there was even points too, where like, and it was so messed up. It's such a confusing (laughs) situation because I would like vet and be super upset and then after I would get mad when somebody would say something about my dad because I still talk had shit, that yeah. protective nature. Yeah. Was not about to go You're down. like, I, I can talk shit, man. but you cannot talk yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be like, just shut up and listen. Just yeah. shut the hell up and listen. Don't say nothing back to me. Don't tell me nothing. Um, but that's, of course, my family is just as wild as I am. So we love that. Everybody, everybody <laughs> has something to say. Uh, and two the second part to that I will admit is that my flesh side of me well, like that angry agitated side of me wanted everybody to be as pissed off as I was um I wanted them to feel my anger I wanted them to to kind of side with me and I was looking for that confirmation and as the story goes there's times when we know we're mad so we know who we'll go to to feel our fuel our fire mm-hmm. instead of reaching out to the friend that will um will set us straight <laughs> on a side note story <laughs> me and Nancy oh, actually have wow, gone yeah. to well, years this many moons thousands many of years eons, ago. eons ago <laughs> me and Nancy had gone to like a fight where we were not talking for like I think over it was a year, year it was so. a year and I had already moved out to Southern California yeah and we weren't talking and I was so like I don't even know what we fought about I don't remember either and trust me, I would tell you guys, but I don't remember. It was something stupid, okay. obviously. <laughs> so stupid. And I remember uh, my best friend, Jason, I was telling him, uh, I was so mad. And about I was me. Being, <laughs> yeah, I was being an awful person. I remember, I don't know if Nancy posted a photo. I don't know what it was that we were looking at. And I was like, she's ugly. And he was like, <laughs> April, you know, she isn't ugly. Thank you, Jason. And I was like, <laughs> Damn. I was like, yeah, you're right. And I like <laughs> immediately took it back. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, I wanted somebody to be petty yeah. with me. And Jason said, wrong bitch. <laughs> wrong <Yeah>. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He definitely sets my ass straight when I'm being not the nicest but we person. Need those so friends. Shout out. Yes. Shout out to you. He's the only person I'll probably hear it from, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, so side story, guys. <laughs> that, that story will be for another Don't episode. Be better. Don't reach out to people to be petty. Reach Please. out to people to set your Please, ass straight. Yes. That's a, that's the the fifth step in that's forgiveness. A, maybe we should write a book about forgiveness. You know what? Damn. We have the book coming out next year. Yeah, yeah. Forgiveness, do's and don'ts. Okay. Forgiveness. The do's and don'ts. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, jumping back into it um, so like I said you know I, I was in a real pissed off state and really ugly state and then I had to learn from that point how to kind of rebuild my mind and my heart because yeah I was blocking my own self mm-hmm. from moving forward from receiving any type of blessings and it made me really stuck in life and I know Nancy yeah. you can attest and that's the worst feeling knowing that you need to move forward but not knowing how to not having the tool mm-hmm. I mean you have the tools it's just like I said earlier asking for help or 
even yourself, like just sitting down and just being like, okay, I need to change this about myself. And I think a lot of us um, go through that where we don't, we don't want to help ourselves because we're, we're in Mm -hmm. such a comfortable state that we're like, why, why would I want to flip my world upside down? But yep. And I'll say that for myself because when I was lying to myself, telling myself I was okay, I was in a comfortable state. I didn't, I didn't want to know more than what I knew because I knew that I would spiral downward and crash and burn and hit the ground. And I I didn't want to do that. But I think we, I mean, we do need to hit that, hit the ground and just crash and start over because then if not, we're going to always hold on to that resentment, hold on to that anger. And I found myself being angry a lot for no reason. And that's just, I don't think that's a life anybody should live. Why do you want to get pissed off because somebody cut you off? I mean, road rage is a different thing. Uh, But like, you know, if somebody turns into your lane with enough time, I would be angry at that. Like, you bitch, why did you get in my lane? Like, you see me right here. Like, something stupid. (laughs) That it was like, you're, yeah, and I'm sorry, but the side note is that. what we're getting at is when you don't forgive it spirals off into yes, other emotions many many other emotions clearly <laughs> and you your kids and your significant other your friends everybody catches the back you, end yeah. of that and I know I'm guilty I'm of that guilty for of that sure well. it's hard to be vulnerable and let yourself go through the process of that I was going to tell a quick side story too i'm gonna get off track real quick (laughs) talk about road rage so i'm gonna share a quick story with y'all about my mom and where i get my road rage from (laughs) so one (laughs) one time we were driving over the hill driving over the 152 i think it is going over to san jose and it was me my mom um and my other cousin tina and we had a black yukon at the time and I was in the front seat with my mom and my cousin was in the back seat. So we're driving, we're going over the hill and this lady has the audaciousness to cut my mom off. She like got into the lane and cut her off. And let me backtrack real quick because prior to that, my mom worked for a chiropractor in San Jose and this chiropractor would specifically deal with um, people who were in like law enforcement. He would deal with firefighters. EMTs uh he would specially cater to those people and so she was really a lot of good friends with um the police officers and stuff like that and they had given her this like iron-on patch to give to my dad to like put on a jacket it said like San Jose Police Department I don't even remember what it said but they given her this patch to give to my dad so fast forward we're driving (laughs) we're driving (laughs) over the hill this lady cuts her off my mom happens to have the freaking patch in the car she grabs the patch pulls up to the lady on the side like jams her arm across my face holding this patch and she's yelling at the lady pull over pull over pull over now (laughs) and I remember the look on this lady's face she just like went completely pale and like she started to like go off the road to pull over and as soon as she did that my mom jammed like she hit the gas and (laughs) took off that's some shit Delilah would do oh that was some Delilah shit for sure and I remember looking at her I'm like what and I was younger still I was like maybe in my teens you're like what just happened 
<laughs> what just happened? Oh my god, that's, <laughs> but that's oh funny. my god, <clears throat> tons of fun gem stories like that. But funny you say yeah. that. My mom actually, we were still living in San Jose. My mom almost got in a fight at the stoplight at the red light, and Oof. I must have been like nine. She was like, "If you see it go south, just." press the gas just go and I was like mom I'm eight <laughs> how am I supposed to press this car she said I didn't ask how old you were I said get the gas I was like my mom's really about to get in a fight right now like she was going off on the lady in front of her I don't know what the hell it was about but I was like oh my god I'm gonna crash my mom's gonna beat somebody up I'm gonna die <laughs> Dude, I think God blesses with the wildest ones. I had this same thing too. When I was younger, one time another lady cut off my mom and she made her pull over at AutoZone. <laughs> and they were both at AutoZone out of their car and like going out. And I'm in the front seat crying. I was a kid too. I was way younger. I was like, Mom, please oh don't God. do this. Please don't do this. And she's like, You're lucky I got my kid. And like she got in the car and peeled off. I was like, We're going to need to do an episode with wild stories of our moms because the people need to hear oh, these. Oh my. Yo, y'all need to hear the New Year's story of my mom beat up two oh girls. Oh my god, that's a whole other story. But... Another day, <laughs> but <laughs> but getting <laughs> back, getting back, getting back, back into it. We just want to give you some side track stories to let y'all know where all this personality. Just so came you guys from. know, yes. Uh, so you need to go through those trials and tribulations right there to get to where you <laughs> are today. Because my mom is a saved lady now, let me tell you. She lives her life for Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But talk to her yeah. 20 years ago, <laughs> yeah. she was getting ready to beat somebody's ass at the red light. Nah. <laughs> she was living her life for the streets uh, at that was, point. She was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where we get uh, uh, my road rage from. Uh, your yeah. road, road. I don't think you're as bad. Yeah. I just scream but... at people. Yeah, I get more. I'm the type where like I'll pull up next to you and look at you, just so you know that it's me uh-huh. telling you you done messed you up, done AA up, AA wrong. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Coming sorry. back, coming back sorry. to enough of those. Reel it in, reel it in, reel it in. So, getting back into the season of self forgiveness. Yeah. This is where the last part comes in, and. Uh, as I said, I had to rebuild my mind, my heart, and I had to look at it as everything I ever knew anyways had already been washed away. That time in my life was over. It had passed. Um, excuse me. And I was blocking myself from a new chapter coming into my life. I wanted to keep reliving something that no longer mm-hmm. served me anymore. Um it's still, I'm still working on it till this day. It's a long journey. is a daily. It's an everyday thing. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think you ever stop. You might stop. You might have forgiven yourself for one situation, but it's continuous situations that just keep appearing. And, you know, it's, it's a daily thing. It's a daily, and it's not a struggle. I wouldn't say a struggle because in the end, it's helping us. You might struggle with forgiving yourself, but it's something that we need to do because the way we speak of ourselves becomes the way we think of ourselves and subconsciously Mm -hmm. you know if you're saying like oh I'm stupid I'm this you really start believing it and you you're bringing Mm -hmm. yourself down a favorite one of my good good friends Bridget she used to always tell me when I would talk shit about myself she'd be like hey that's my friend you're talking about and that's like such a powerful thing like oh shoot you know like she's 
putting me in check like hey don't say that about yourself because you're a good person you're like speak highly of yourself and after that I was just kind of like you're right you know like I need to uplift myself so I'm in a better mood you know so I can help others I can speak life into others because I'm speaking life into myself mm-hmm. yep you ain't wrong girl I'm gonna get you a Bridget and Jason <laughs> yes shout out to them <laughs> to check us every once in a while but I, she's so right we do and you're right too absolutely we need to learn how to speak life back into ourselves learn how to uh, confront those demons as well within ourselves yeah. I know I have the worst habit <laughs> anybody who knows me knows me um, <clears throat> I have a habit of being an over opinionated mm-hmm. woman an over opinionated <laughs> person not only in my mind but even out loud yeah. at times I know in my younger years I was like not the funnest person when it came to like how I thought about things and I would let people know right away like without even thinking like you, you're wrong that was that's totally not you that's <laughs> Yeah, I was not the best, but you know, thank y'all for sticking through with me. But, <laughs> but um, I I was like that, and there's times when not necessarily anymore towards people, but towards myself, I'm very overly opinionated, and I'll say it in my mind, and even just saying it in mm-hmm. your mind is still negative. Is. Yeah, like not not allowing yourself to just like be like, eh, well, it is, you know, that is what it is, and just letting it go to feel like you have some sort of validation to a like I said to tell people how what their needs are and how they should be living their life but to having a over opinionated mind when it comes to just even like awful situations that you're going through you like overanalyze and you go through the motions and you give yourself anxiety yeah, for no um, damn reason I actually seek this spiritual guide after speaking to April about it for so long I finally pulled the trigger and did it and uh that's one thing she told me she was like she was like you're very hard on yourself and you um you're an overthinker she told me she said you overthink things she was like trust yourself trust your intuition she's like you're making the right choice she was like she told me she was like stop creating those novella scenarios in your head she was like Mm. think positive things because she was like, the novellas are for the TV, not for your life. She was mm. like, just think happy thoughts and, you know, stop overthinking. She was, she told me, she's like, take care of yourself, you know, draw yourself a nice bath, light a candle, buy yourself flowers. She was like, just know that you're doing the right thing. So I think sometimes, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, reaching out to somebody that doesn't know your life like that, doesn't know what you're going through for them to tell you and validate what you already know is important because I already knew those things. I knew that I was creating these scenarios in my head and like doing the extra mile. That's just who I am as a Scorpio. And as a woman, I'm just crazy. I overthink things. So she was like, Niha, stop. And I was like, damn, why are you going to read me for filth like that, girl? You're just going to come from my head. She's... (laughs) She said, uh, what is it? Mercury is a reggaeton and you need to um, align your chanclas. Is what she told me. She was like, you need to just stop. She was like, just stop and breathe. And I was like, damn, you're right. Yeah, you know what? Speaking, you telling me that story remind me too of 
uh, how I had mentioned, I'm, I'm reading that this other book called The Universe Has Your Back. There's a portion in there where it says, we are not responsible for what our eyes are seeing. We are responsible for how we perceive what we are That's seeing. And that ties back into what you're saying, you know, the way we see the situation, the way we choose to forgive things, uh, we're responsible for that perception on it. We are not responsible for what anybody else sees. We are not responsible for what's right in front of us. It's how you choose to deal with it is how your perception is Mm -hmm. going to be. It's how the next steps are going to be. Are you going to see it with love? Are you going to see it with a lesson? Or are you going to see it with hate? Are you going to see it with pettiness? How are you going to choose to deal with that? And I think that goes that so goes back, back to what you said. You were no, you're good. You were, and I think a lot of us are guilty of that because in the moment of rage, we're just like, but word vomit, you know. We go, but I think mm-hmm. we need to really, and I speak for myself, you know, really assess the situation before I go into telling somebody off because I don't know what's going on in their life. And I don't, I think being angry and projecting that anger takes more out of somebody than to sit down and assess the situation. At the time, it doesn't seem like that, mm-hmm. but that's what it really is. Yeah, it does. It takes more energy to be angry and to pop off than it does to just sit there and, and do that self-evaluation and work on that self-forgiveness for yourself, work on you know, maybe I, I don't have the best thoughts about this, you know, praying. I know I'm like, God, I know, I know who I am in the Mm -hmm. flesh. I know how I would fleshly deal with things. Please help me to come with a point of view of love. Please help me to show the person that I want to be. Cause deep down inside, I'm not a hateful person. I'm not a mean person. I'd give anybody the shirt off my back. Mm -hmm. I would, you know, help people when I can. I give till I have no more and that's just who I am. But sometimes when we're pissed we don't want people to see that we want them to think that we'll cut you off in two seconds i don't want you're i don't want to deal with you boo. you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and in your heart and i mean that's just it the is. culture of today but in your heart that's not who you are and that's not who you want to show the world that you are you always want to come from a loving place there's so much ugliness Already, in this world right? don't you, you don't need to be that. that you don't need to be that especially if you're not and a lot of the people i know a lot of people from my friends, a lot of people from even school still, you know, I don't, I never felt like I surrounded mm-hmm. myself with those type of people. And I would pray that that's not the way you guys are. So just, you know, love and light, be love and give light. Yes, yes, yes. I'm a <laughs> and also, you know, um, the whole <laughs> anger thing, like speaking before thinking when I, confronted you know this man about everything that happened I told him I forgave him but at the time I didn't I just thought by me telling him like I forgive you that everything would go away and it wasn't probably until two years after that that I actually forgave him I just like really sat there and I was like you know I told myself and I told him that I forgave him but I still feel resentment towards him I still I still felt a way about it. So I really like, you know, I talked to God and I was like, God, you know, my heart, you know what I feel like, please just help me, help me move forward. Help me really forgive him because 
you know, I mean, I, I need to move forward and he needs to do what he needs to do. But I was like, I just really want to forgive this man so I can move on and have peace in my life. <clears throat> but it wasn't until like I really sat down and had that talk and just really realized that in my heart that I hadn't was when I was finally able to really start moving forward. And that's kind of when I started loving myself again and forgiving myself. I had to, what, so when I sat down and had that conversation with God, I had to forgive myself first because I couldn't forgive him mm -hmm. until I forgave myself for thinking that I was worthless. That nobody was going to love me. And I think, you know, once I got to that point, I was like, okay, I'm ready now to forgive him and to really let it go. Yeah. And I think that's that type of self-forgiveness also ties into stemming from a place where you over-expect mm -hmm. from yourself and you constantly over-expect yes. from others as well. And I know I do it to myself. I self-sabotage mm -hmm. all the time because I am my biggest fan and my worst critic. But I'm sure for you, you were like, okay, this had already happened to me. I went through these awful motions and now I expect myself to forgive him and I expect him to be sorry and I expect him to grovel That's and exactly all these things and you ex yeah you expected this scenario to play out and it's not, not what happened all. and then you get into this portion and uh, speaking for myself too where you're more mad that it didn't mm -hmm. play out the way that you thought it was and you have to learn to forgive yourself for that that even it's small you have to learn how to say hey you know what my bad, April. I'm sorry for playing right. you like that, for not lay, allowing you to be a human, allowing you to be vulnerable, allowing you to just take it one moment at a time. I'm sorry for creating a movie in my head that isn't going what's on, really yeah. going on and right I now. I think for me, it was, it's hard for me to express it verbally. So um, mm -hmm. write, even write yourself a letter, write people who have hurt you a letter. That's mm -hmm. what my spiritual guide told me. She was like, write a letter write a letter and burn it and honestly that was the most free I have felt in a long time writing that letter and just like setting it on fire into the universe like I'm done with that chapter I'm done not necessarily that you're done with the chapter but you're done feeling that way for that time mm -hmm. in your life so if you need to yeah now it can no go ahead Sorry, not to cut you off, but now it now right. it could be a lesson. It's a lesson now. You move forward from it. You learn what you learned and you implement that into maybe you have a scenario that's similar. Not not the same scenario, but you know, where you need to forgive somebody or yourself. Yeah. Yep. And the whole point of this conversation that we get to is that eventually you do get to that place where it does become a lesson not only for yourself but well. to help others with it becomes a lesson for your future point mm -hmm. of view on things it becomes your reference point for your future as we had mentioned um, it becomes all of these wonderful things so something so ugly can turn out to be so wonderful later on and, and if you're looking at it the right way it can be and it's something you could teach to your kids and you can even go into the realm of breaking vicious cycles of it's the way the that your family effect. is and, and the way that there you go. There yeah, you look go, at me girl. coming with the knowledge. <laughs> Damn, I feel like oh, all shit. like that shit. <laughs> 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 No, but you're absolutely right. It is a butterfly effect. And it does, you know, 
go for it. Like I said, breaking that chain breaking in the cycle. way that you choose. And you, at the same time, mm-hmm. never know who's watching. You could be teaching an outsider too, you know, who doesn't know too much. But I will leave you guys with this. The last practice that I do use on myself, and I'm sure Nancy does it too, because we talk about it pretty often, is that uh, before, when I hit my head on that pillow at night, I, I, I pray to God and I ask him, I say, God, forgive me for the day and forgive me for my thoughts. And maybe you guys aren't um, have that relationship with God. And that's cool. Whatever you pray to, whoever you, you know, you're universal, you're more spiritual, but just ask them to allow you to have the forgiveness yeah. and the grace for yourself. Uh, help me to forgive myself for not necessarily maybe being the kindest to myself for not being the kindest to a situation, for not being the kindest uh, to your own heart, anything like that, that that's something that is a form or a jumping off point to either A, starting the process or B, ending the process. But either way, it helps give yourself that closure. I think we closure. all need that closure, whether we say, no, I don't need it. I think, I think it is important to close that chapter and move to the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And in the words of, uh, who was it? Oh, the next episode. Yeah, that Snoop Dogg, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Dre, yeah, Dr. Dre. No, yeah, I don't think, crucify me. Well, I one. think it's <laughs> re, not remix. I think it's both of them. Anywho, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody will hit us up and tell us that we're wrong. <laughs> Anywho, we want to thank you guys uh, for tuning in for another episode with us. Uh, I do want to end this with saying we would love to hear stories from you guys about current situations you're going through with forgiveness, stories maybe that have already happened. Um, We love inspiration and we definitely draw from it. We help it with our experiences. And and by no means are we trying to gain these stories to put on our podcast or to put you on blast or anything. This is just for personal growth. Um, And again, maybe it's, you know, that or we can help out or give whatever the situation is. Um, you guys are not alone. We are mm-hmm. here for you. That's what this podcast is put in play for, to help people, to give you guys laughs, to, you know, whatever it is that you may be needing or whatever God puts in our heart, we want to share it with you guys. So feel free to reach out to us via Instagram at my dad said no podcast, or even via email at my dad said no podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we love to engage with you guys. We love to hear from you. We, we appreciate you guys, always, yes. like I said, the inspiration. Yes, the support, everything you have for us. So with that, please tune in again with us for another episode of My Dad Said No. It will be airing the following Sunday mm-hmm. on the 23rd, yes. I believe. Yes, 6, 6 p.m. Um, and I cannot say it enough, and I will continue to say it. We appreciate the love and support always. We hope you guys have a blessed yes. and productive week. And we are and we are all wishing you love and light always, always, always. Peace Thank you. Out. Peace out.